Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. <laughs> I've set myself a difficult task today. <laughs> the message I'm going to speak about, if I were to begin today and speak till this time next year, I would never come to the end of it. But anyway, I've got 40 minutes. And I believe that God wants to speak to us today. And if our hearts are open and our ears are attentive, we're going to hear the voice of God today. Amen? Amen. So what is my theme? It's one of the grandest, if not the grandest theme of the scripture. My theme is the love of God. And I'm just going to touch a little bit, obviously. There's so much. But we're going to just have a taste and see that the Lord is good. I'm going to speak about the love of God revealed and demonstrated. So turn with me to 1 John chapter 4. I think earlier Linda spoke about how precious we are to God. And today as I speak, we're going to get an idea of how precious we are to God and how much he loves us. 1 John 4. It's a familiar scripture. So let's read it together. I'm going to read from 16 to 18. This is what the scripture says. I'm reading the second part of verse 16. God is love. And whoever lives in love lives in God. And God in him, in her. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world, we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. And the one who fears is not made perfect in love. We'll pause there. We could go on. <laughs> but we've got limited time. So, what have we heard? What does the scripture say? Most of all, it says, God is love. That's the message of scripture, really. God is love. That's who he is. Whoever lives in love, lives in God, and God in him. When I say him, we're all included. <laughs> love is characteristic of God. It's his nature. The divine nature, the divine character of God is essentially, in essence, love. Love is who God is. Let's turn to Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the greatest demonstration of God's love. That he would send his son into the world to die on our behalf. So we're here we have two aspects of God's love. First of all, love is characteristic of God. Love is God's nature. Love is who God is. It's his essential nature, his essential character. Secondly, God demonstrates his love for us by his actions. God's love is always expressed by and in his activity. That's true, isn't it? If you say you love someone, there will be evidence of that love. Isn't that right, Gloria? (laughs) (laughs) And to all of us, love is always expressed. It never remains within the one who loves. So when we speak of love as being of God's essential nature, we're saying that God doesn't have to choose to love. Since God is love, He cannot do anything other than love. God doesn't choose to love. He is love. He must love. That is who he is. God is love. He cannot do anything other than love. That's good, isn't it? That's reassuring for us, especially us as Christians. So we don't have to ask, does God love me? And wonder, I wonder if God really loves me. The answer to that question is always yes. It's always in the affirmative. God loves me. He says he loves me, and he doesn't lie. So I don't have to wonder and be perturbed about whether God loves me. Yes, he does. Because he is love. And his love is always expressed to his people. 1 John 3.1 says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is who we are. Isn't that good? Since we are the children of God, we are assured of God's love. In fact, God primarily relates to his creation according to his love. The Bible is the message of God's self-revelation of his love. From Genesis to Revelation, God's love is being revealed to his creation and especially to us as his people. So if you want to find out if God really loves you, look at scripture. It reveals God's love. So God is love. And whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. As we said before, God demonstrates his love 
by his activity, by his actions. God's love is always expressed. There's always a manifestation of his love. Love is always demonstrated, proved, displayed and revealed. Especially God's love. God's love is always active, never passive. And God's love is demonstrated in his act, in his work of salvation. Love always acts. Love always works. Love always works for the benefit of the one who is loved. 1 John 4.10 says, This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God demonstrates his love to us by sending his son to be an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Amen. Amen. The primary expression of God's love as revealed in scripture is his willingness to send his son to be an atoning sacrifice for our sins. What is atonement? We don't want to have a theology degree. This is my take on what atonement means. This is the definition I found. Atonement may be defined as that act of dealing with sin, whereby sin's penalty is paid and the sinner is brought into a right relationship with God. So that was God's purpose in sending his son to die on our behalf. So that our sins would be dealt with. The penalty of sin would be paid. And that we would be brought into a right relationship with our father. That's God's purpose in sending his son. That is God's demonstration of his love for us. God demonstrates his love for us by dealing with our sin. By paying the penalty for our sin through the death of his son. And finally, in bringing us into a right relationship with himself. Isn't God good? And he does this by sending his son to be the atoning sacrifice. For our sins. God is love. And whoever lives in love. Lives in God. And God in him. So then what does it mean to live in love? Sounds very theoretical doesn't it? What does it mean? To live in love. What does it really mean? Now since God is love. To live in love means to live as God lives. Yes? To live in love means to live as God lives. Since God is love. Romans 5.5 5. And hope does not disappoint us. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts. By the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. We can only live in love. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts by means of the Holy Spirit. 
So in the same way that God expresses his love through his activity and through his works, so we must also express God's love through our activity and through our work. Because God is love. And we live in God. And God lives in us. So we must also express his love through our works and through our activities. And remember, love is never passive. Love is always active. Love's not a thought. Love's not an idea. Love is an activity. Love is always active on the behalf of the one who is loved. Love is always expressed and love is always received. It's like a transaction. Love is expressed and love must be received. Love is the environment in which the Christian lives. We live in an environment of love. We are receiving God's love and we are expressing God's love. All around us is love. And it's such an environment that we thrive in it. We thrive, we grow in God's love. It's the best environment to be in. We receive the love of God and we also express the love of God. That's what it means to live in love. In fact, the Christian lifestyle is characterised by love. If I want to know who or what a Christian is, I should see an expression of love. The love of God that's been poured into my heart should be being expressed. If you find no love in me, then you will have to wonder, does he really live in God? Is God really his father? I should be an expression of God's love. I should be recognised as a person who expresses the love of God. And if I don't, let me know. <laughs> because there's something wrong. Am I characterised by love? Are you characterised by love? Is that true of you? Is that true of me? And if not, why not? Paul says that the love of God is poured into our hearts. This suggests a generous and overflowing of God's gift. God is never stingy. He says he pours his love into our hearts. It's an overflow. It's an expression of God's generosity. So in the same way, we must also exercise this generosity of love. It should overflow from our hearts to others. As we minister to and as we relate to other people, there should be an overflow, a generosity of love being expressed. Since we are children of our Father, as he is, so ought we to be. Would you say amen to that? Amen. amen. So God is love. And whoever lives in love lives in God. And God in him. So then, what does it mean to live in God then? We live in God by the exercise of our faith in God and by receiving 
and experiencing the love of God. That's how we live in God. We exercise our faith in God, we receive his love, and we express his love. Those who live in accordance with their faith in God, they are the ones who live in God. Those who have received the love of God and live in accordance with that love, they are the ones who live in God. Obedience and faith are essential for those who would desire to live in God and live in his love. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says, We live by faith, not by sight. So those who live in God live by their faith in God. The one who lives in God lives a life of faith. They live according to God's word and they live according to God's spirit. John 14.15, Jesus says, If you love me, you will obey what I command. And again, Jesus says in John 15.15, Nine and ten. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. Isn't that wonderful? As Jesus obeys his Father's commands and remains in his Father's love, so we also ought to obey our Father's commands, and then remain in his love. It's a love story, isn't it? It's a wonderful message. God's love is a wonderful message. So let's receive it today. Let's experience it, and let's live in it. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in him. Wow. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. What a remarkable statement. The eternal, infinite God of the universe lives in those who live in him. Wow. 1 John 4.13 We know that we live in him And he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. So we have the privilege and the honour of not only living in God, but of having God live in us. Knowing this should transform our lives. That's the most wonderful thing to, to know. That as I live in God, God lives in me. Wow. What a thing to say. What a remarkable thing to be able to say that God lives in me. Paul says in Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me. And the life I live in the body I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul says, I've been crucified 
with Christ. Paul has come to the end of Paul. (laughs) Paul doesn't live anymore, in a sense. It's Christ who lives in Paul. Paul's motivations are the motivations of Christ. God's priorities are the priorities of Christ. What Paul says is what God says. What Paul does is what God does. Where Paul goes is where God sends him. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. Can we say the same? Have we been crucified with Christ? Do we no longer live? But is it Christ who lives in us? And do we live by that faith in the Son of God who has loved us and who has given himself for us? What a wonderful thing God has done in each of us. Let's go on. 1 John 4.17 In this way, Love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him. This is the way that love is made complete in us by living in love, by living in God and by God living in us. Jesus says in John 15, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus even went further, didn't he? Not only did Jesus lay down his life for his friends, but he laid down his life for his enemies. That's great love, isn't it? It's possible to lay down your life for your friend. But who would lay down their life for their enemy? God would. Because he is love. John says, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. So, how can anyone have confidence on the day of judgment? (laughs) Who can have such confidence? To meet God on the day of judgment and be confident. Here's how we can. 1 John 2.28 Continue in him so that when he appears we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. That's how we can be, have confidence on the day of judgment if we continue in him. 1 John 3, 21, 22. If our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we obey his commands and do what pleases him. So, if we do these two things, if we continue in him and in his love, if we obey his commands, and do what pleases him, then we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Why? Because in this world, we are like him. Notice it doesn't say we'll be like him, it says we are like him. That's a statement of faith. 
It may not seem that I'm like him at the moment. But the scripture says we are like him. God speaks in faith. He calls those things that are not as though they are. And he says you are like him. That is who you are. We are like him in character. And we are like him in the expression of his love. And how do we know this? Romans 8.29 says, God has predestined us to be conformed to the likeness of his Son. That is to the character of Christ. And Jesus says in John 15.12, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. That is the expression of his love. So we are like him in character and we are like him in the expression of his love. That is our destiny. That is who God has made us to be. Let's go on to 1 John 4.18. The apostle says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. And the one who fears is not made perfect in love. So then, there is no fear in love. Why not? Why is there no fear in love? Why? Because our security is in the love that God has for us. That's why there's no need to fear. Because God loves us. And we're secure in his love. Now we all have legitimate concerns, but those concerns should not descend or develop into fear. Instead, that knowing that God loves us, we should deal with those concerns in faith and by faith. And John says, perfect love drives out fear. Since God loves us and his love is perfect, there's no need to fear. No need to be alarmed. God is love. Perfect love, the love of God, leaves no place for fear. Those who live in God's love can, must, and will trust him completely. And they know that he, not only is he willing, but that he is able to take care of them. 1 Peter 5, 7 tells us, Call, cast all your anxiety, all your fear on him, because he cares for you. John says fear has to do with punishment. Those who fear are concerned with punishment. It's a concern with future punishment. But those who are secure in God's love, have no fear of future punishment or future condemnation. John 3.17 tells us, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So there's no need to fear the future. No need to fear coming punishment or coming condemnation by God. Because God has sent his son into the world. Not to condemn the world. But to save the world 
through him. Isn't God good? No condemnation. Only love. And we are secure in that love. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. But God perfects us through and in his love. God perfects us by means of his love. And God is conforming us to the image and character of his son. You know, fear inhibits the work of God in our lives. Fear is bondage. Fear prevents the free access of God's spirit to work in my life. So I must cast off fear. In fact, there's no need to fear. What am I afraid of? If God is for me, who can be against me? I'm, I haven't counted it, but I'm told in the Bible the words fear not appear 365 times. One for every day of the year. God says... Fear not, for I am with you. So there's no need to fear. God is with you. And God is perfecting you by his love. Faith and love are the means by which God perfects us. So let's live in faith and let's live according to God's love. So what have we found? In our scripture, 1 John 4, 16 to 18. First of all, God is love. That's the foundation. That underlines everything. Whatever else I've got to say, you must know that. That God is love. And not only is he love, but he loves you. That's the bottom line. If we don't know anything, no other message from the Bible, I must know it. That God is love and that he loves me. And because he loves me, he sent his son into the world to die on my behalf. That's the message of scripture. Love describes the character and the nature of God. And the greatest expression of the love of God is his willingness to sacrifice his precious son to die on the behalf of sinners. There's no greater love than that. There's no greater expression of loving the universe other than God sends his son to die on our behalf. And whoever lives in love, that is the love of God, lives in God. And God lives in him, lives in her. God is completing and perfecting his love among us so that we might have confidence on the day of judgment. And God is continually conforming us to the image and character of Christ as we both receive and as we express his love. There is no fear in love because perfect love drives out fear and we are living in the environment of God's love. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. So fear is not an option for the one who lives in God's love. Since we live in God's love, since we live in God, and God lives in us, 
There's no need, no room for fear. We are secure in God's love. So then let's make it our aim. Let's make it our goal to both receive the love of God and also to express the love of God. And as we do this, God will continue to complete us and to perfect us in his love. Amen. Amen. Amen.